Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the V1 Church Podcast. We have a very important message for you about boundaries in relationships. As a matter of fact, here's a question. How do you define cheating? How do you know what cheating is? Oh, it's going to be good. My name is Mike Signorelli. I'm the lead pastor, and I am so excited for you to dive into God's answer about the questions that plague us in relationships. So go ahead and take a listen. I've told this joke before, not here, but somewhere else. So if you heard it, laugh again. Um, My friend said onions are the only food that can make you cry. So I threw a coconut at her head. (laughs) But um, everyone say boundaries. Boundaries. You know, we couldn't get it out of the relationship series without talking about boundaries, right? We all need them. Many of us are really bad at setting them. Uh, And most of us hate them. So uh, let's just get better at them. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, I'm leaving here with healthy boundaries today. Okay. What are boundaries? So boundaries are essentially our parameters or guidelines, um, if you will, like a border that uh, we're meant to live within. So crossing them usually has consequences, and the severity of those consequences depends on what boundaries you cross, right? Um, And you know, all of us cross boundaries, but some of us cross more boundaries than others. So if that's you, make sure you take notes. Um, If you're a parent, you set boundaries for your kids to never touch the stove when it's on and when it's hot, or to not walk to the edge of the stairs if they don't know how to walk down the stairs, right? Um, And we all understand that we live reasonably within the context of general right and wrong. Guys, I'm going to say the word boundaries like a hundred times in the next five minutes, so get ready. Um, God sets specific boundaries to keep us in place um, to, and to keep us what, within, within what I like to call the land of safety. It's important to understand boundaries in order to have healthy relationships and with God and with people, right? As single people, God sets very clear boundaries around our purity and how we manage our sexuality, correct? You guys with me? And when we get into relationships, we hopefully create boundaries around how we interact with other men and women so that we don't violate the trust that we're trying to cultivate in our relationship, in our new relationship, correct? Um, So for all of you that think you're good at playing the game, like you're a player, everybody got a little uncomfortable while the players in the room did. You think you're getting away with something, like you think that you're fooling someone, but the only person you're fooling is yourself. (laughs) I'm done. I can go now. When you get married, the strict adherence to these boundaries of trust increases because our level of commitment increases. So in our relationship with God, he sets boundaries around our choices, how we approach life, Um, the thoughts we have, what we do with our bodies, our money, and our time. They're like recommended use directions. So you know when you get like a new appliance and then you pull out the recommended use directions? Like God's like, if you want this appliance called life to last you a long time and keep cleaning your dishes, 
then you should use it as it's recommended. And if you're rebellious by nature like me, who, who else is like that? Like three of you raised your hand, but I know that is not true. <laughs> Boundaries can feel really restrictive, right? They can feel like, I, I, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm a wild horse. I'm like, I'm free, just running through the fields and the meadows. And when somebody tries to tame me, it's like, it, it's, it's so painful, it's so hard for me, I hate it. And I'm only telling you this because I want all the rebels in the overflow room and on the live stream and in this room to know that I truly get you from the bottom of my heart before I cut you right open. <laughs> Sorry, actually I'm not. <clears throat> so I hate to be tamed by restrictions um, and controlled or forced to do or pressured to do anything. But I have grown to love the boundaries of God so much because I know that the boundaries of God were meant to bless me. They're meant to bring good fruit and joy and order in our lives. They're meant to keep us safe, just like the boundary of not letting your two-year-old stand at the top of the stairs, right? As a good father, he's always looking to keep us safe. He wants to keep us protected and on the right path to fullness and freedom, and he wants to give us good things, but he wants to give them to us in a way that blesses us. I imagine that if we could, all of us would want to give our children a car, but we wouldn't give it to them when they were 12, right? Because it's unwise and it's not safe for them. And all of us would love to give our children more freedom, but we're not gonna hand the kitchen knife over to the six-year-old and say, okay, go on, turn on the stove and cook us dinner. Because as good parents, we would go to any great length to protect and preserve the safety of our children. And some of you know that, and you're out there trying to live within the boundaries and to honor God. Let's say, since we're talking about relationships, um, by not having sex until you're married, but you're doing everything else. Is this thing on? All right, good. Or you're watching porn. We're, we're treating the boundary like a tightrope, and we're living in the world of semantics. Do you guys know what that means? Yeah. We're living in this world where we're like, well, I, I mean, I didn't have sex. I didn't, I'm just going to kind of put my toe over here, but then I'm going to just keep walking on the tightrope. And we think that we're skirting the line of what is and isn't sin, and we think we're getting away with something. But here's a secret. I, I like to share a secret every time I preach. I, I realize I say that at least once in every sermon, but it's true. Sin starts in your heart. God sees our hearts way before we ever take a step. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I'm going to say that again. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. 
Every thought you have, everything you do has a root in your heart. And often we think that if we manage our behaviors and we follow the rules just right, we're winning. We're not winning, we're showing our cards. We're revealing that we don't actually know how good God is. Right? We're revealing that we don't actually believe that God wants to give us good things, so we have to take them ourselves. I call this message cheap substitutes. Our only desire is to follow the law, and we use that as a measure of how we're doing in this whole walk with God, right? We, we have this need, humans have this need for rules, because if we can figure out the rules, then we can figure out if we're living it right, and then we have no need to rely on the power of God. I'm gonna let that settle in for a second. Right? We are legalistic by nature because we're like, well, if God tells us this is the next step and this is the rule and this is the rule and I followed it, so I must be going to heaven. And we never need to change our hearts. And we never need to surrender and rely on the love of God. We never need to be obedient to his right now rhema voice. The, the word rhema means like it's happening right now. It's like the present voice of God. The point is not to follow the rules. The point is to grow in our closeness to God, which makes us more like him. And when all your sin becomes distasteful because you've become like him and you don't want to do those things anymore, you're no longer walking on the tightrope thinking that like, you're getting away with something because you're doing everything but. God knew that we would need to be totally reliant on him in order for our hearts to change, in order to live with a pure heart. And so he set it up so that our hearts are what matter first. And then we follow the rules as a response to his goodness in our life. So if we're living by the rules, you may think you can get away with, oh, I don't know, sexting with people <laughs> and flirting and getting all your butterflies and all your excitement and all your emotional needs met without any responsibility and you're not sinning. And your hearts are full of lust. See, lust takes right? If you're trying to get your needs met without giving, without commitment, without responsibility, you are taking from someone. Love gives, but lust takes. And every time you violate the boundaries that God placed in, life, in your life, you violate yourself. And, and it's funny how we think we're getting away with something. We're like, ha I got what I wanted. But you're really violating yourself because the boundaries are not for God's benefit. They're for your benefit. And you're self-sabotaging against the very thing that's meant to protect you. When we go through life riding the line, what are we actually getting away with? What are we actually getting away with? Guys, 
haven't you heard the song, It's So Much Better Your Way? Come on, we love to sing that song. But we forget what it means. The point of being in a relationship with God, much like with people, is not to follow the rules and figure out a way to bend the rules to get what you want. The point of being in a relationship with God is to completely yield to his will and to his desires for our lives and our relationships and let him make them beautiful and make them what they were meant to be. To take all of our ashes, to take all of the things that we have destroyed and mold it and fashion it into something that's glorious. Are you guys convinced yet about boundaries? Some of you are not, clearly. So I am gonna take, I'm gonna use some science for y'all who need the science. So if God tells us not to have sex before we're married and boundaries are good, then there's a reason. You guys wanna know the reason? So uh, did you know that when you have sex with someone, there is a physiological response in your body where the man releases a hormone that makes him want to protect and cover the woman for the rest of his life. And the woman releases a hormone that makes the man want to, or that um, bonds her to the man so that she'd be bonded and loyal to want to serve him and love him for the rest of her life. And so if sex is meant in the context of marriage, how incredible is that? That God actually made our bodies to respond to our covenant. He made our, we make a choice by getting married. We make a choice by getting into covenant. And then God says, I'm going to make sure that that covenant stays strong even when things get hard by creating a physiological response that ties you to that person. But what happens when we decide to um, participate in premature intimacy, right? Your body will still release those hormones, but then you'll break. Then you'll separate. And your brain goes, what's happening here? I, I thought we were bonded to this person. And then every time you do it again and again and again, your body goes, oh, maybe we're not supposed to do that anymore. Maybe we're not supposed to release those hormones anymore. So by the time you get to your wedding night, your body cannot physiologically bond to your spouse. You are actually robbing yourself of the beauty of deep, intimate connection in your marriage bed, and you think you're getting away with something. In God's infinite wisdom, he created a boundary around the way we use our bodies to prevent us from pain. It's not because God is a stickler. It's not because he's like a little too conservative and he wears a high collar. It's because he's trying to prevent us from experiencing pain. He's trying to prevent us from damaging our future marriage. Oh gosh, guys, you think I'm being cutthroat? I'm about to read you the Bible and you don't know what cutthroat is. 
In Matthew 5, 27 to 30, it says, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away, for it's better for you to lose one part of your body than, to be, than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Wait. So the Bible says that flirting with the girl in the cubicle next to me when I'm married isn't okay? I didn't touch her. We didn't go out on a date. I didn't kiss her. I, so what you're saying is the Bible says that watching porn isn't okay? I still slept next to my wife. I still slept next to my husband. The Bible says that when you give a second glance, you're in sin. When you see someone beautiful and you give a second glance, you're lusting. You're trying to take something. You're trying to get a need met. Get the gouge. Lots of us think that if we don't cross the line into sex, into cheating on our taxes, into whatever it is that you think you're skirting the line with, that you're set. But the Bible actually says that it starts in your heart. In a moment, it starts in your heart. And I, I think the last time I preached, I, I mentioned surrender. So um, surrender, um, essentially boundaries are surrender. Boundaries are believing that God puts things in place for our good, right? So um, I, I had this uh, incredible vision that God gave me about what surrender looks like. So he, I'm up in the intercessory prayer room one day during service and I'm praying and he said, hey, hey, Kiel, do you wanna, do you wanna know what, what surrender looks like? And I was like, yeah, because I'm super stubborn and sometimes I need a visual. <laughs> and so I, like in my mind's eye, I see I'm in this beautiful garden. It's teeming with life. It has butterflies and flowers that I've never seen. They're so beautiful and fruit everywhere. And there's um, like, you can smell the, the grass. And it's just the most beautiful, magnificent thing I've ever seen. And he said, this is the garden of surrender. And then he shows me a pathway in the garden and he says, if you follow this pathway, you will move toward fullness and authenticity and freedom and your dreams fulfilled and everything you ever wanted, just stay on this path and I will lead you there. And I will lead you there in a way that is safe for you because this path is safe. And then he took me to the edge of the garden and he said, this I want you to look out from the border, from the boundary of the garden. And, and I looked out and I saw, it was kind of like um, where the hyenas lived in the Lion King, like on the other side of Pride Rock. It was just desolate wasteland. Nothing in sight had any life. And it was sad and it was depressing. And he said, that's the land of cheap substitutes. And every time you step out of the surrender, off the path of surrender, and you step into the land of cheap substitutes, you are taking back the power. You're crossing the boundary that's meant to give you life and freedom and beauty. And you're accepting a cheap substitute. Do you want a cheap substitute in this area of your life? 
For my singles, the land of cheap substitutes is trying to get the benefits of intimacy without covenant and trying to get your needs met for love and affection prematurely or with someone you're not meant to be with. That's a cheap substitute. That is not how God designed you. And if you're married, you're trying to get your needs met in a cheap way. That's a cheap substitute. Marriage is holy. It's holy. The boundaries that God puts in place for us, they are for our best. They are for our benefit. You have a Father in heaven that's so concerned with your completion that He generously outlines how to live the best life. He's giving you the map. He says, I began a good work in you and I'm gonna bring it to completion because I love you, because I think you are amazing, because in heaven there is a blueprint about what your life is supposed to look like and I wanna make sure you get there. Can you stand with me? I don't know about you, but when I die, when I meet my maker, I wanna know that I have fully lived the life that he called me to live. I wanna know that I did everything in that blueprint. I don't want him to say, you know, you did church really well, but your heart was filthy. I don't want him to say, you know, uh, you, you were able to look good on the outside, but you didn't trust me on the inside. I wanna live in the beautiful boundaries of the love of God so that I can get to the end of the path and hear a well done, good and faithful servant. Yielding to the way that God is leading you is the most magnificent, most beautiful, most glorious thing you could ever do. Is it hard? Yes. But that's only because I can't see how good he is. It's because I don't trust fully that he wants to give me everything I was meant for. Will you let God change your heart today? Will you let God put you on the path of great surrender so that you can get to fullness? If that's what you want, can you lift your hand right now? Thank you, God. Yes, God. It's that uh, you may have heard all you can put your hands down. We're gonna pray at the end of this, but you may have heard everything I've said today and said, you know, I have done all those things or I'm doing all those things and I don't know how to live with a pure heart. I, I don't know, Pastor Kiel, I don't know how to change my heart, how to stop sinning. Well, I have some good news for you. The cross is complete in its power to set you free. The cross that Jesus died on is complete in its power. It does not leave anything in question. It's full of power. Everything that you came in with, you can leave here today. And if you have not made that decision in your life, I want you to raise your hand right now if you wanna do that. Okay, we're gonna pray a prayer together as a family. We believe here that if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth that God will take you out of the land of cheap substitutes and put you on the path of surrender. Are you ready for that this morning? So repeat after me, God, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And today I decide that I wanna live in the land of surrender. I forfeit 
all of my cheap substitutes to you today. And I choose to let you set the boundaries for my life from now on. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise. Wow, wasn't that an incredible message? I am sure that you had some questions in your heart, totally satisfied. But I believe that there's actually something else you can do right now. Share this message with a friend. As a matter of fact, if it's helped you, I believe it's gonna help so many more people around the world. And if you wanna continue to help us reach those people, feel free to go to www.v1.church and click give. We will see you next week.